podcast you are about to listen to will contain detailed plot spoilers. If you do not wish to have the movie ruined for you, I recommend turning the podcast off now. Also, the podcast will contain graphic and explicit language. If you don't think your ears can handle it, turn the podcast off and go change your tampon. You have been warned. Welcome horror hounds and cinema enthusiasts to the Movie Pit Podcast, your subterranean den for all things horror and suspense. This is the one, the only boozer, and today you've tuned in for a special treat as we carve our way through the murky waters and tangled undergrowth of the 2006 cult slasher flick, Hatchet. This won't be just any ordinary review, oh no. Together we'll embark on a scene-by-scene autopsy of this gritty and blood-soaked gem, peering behind every shadowy corner and dissecting the screams for your auditory pleasure. But that's not all. We'll also cast the spotlight on the dynamic ensemble that brought this tale of terror to life, delving into the careers of Joel David Moore, Kane Hodder, and the rest of the gang, and seeing how their past roles left tracks in the swamp that led them to Hatchet. And just when you think you can catch your breath, we sink our teeth into the meaty bits of movie making, directing, writing, cinematography, editing, and the haunting melodies that sew this picture into the patchwork of horror history. Hold on to your headphones as we slice into Adam Green's vision the snappy yet dark dialogue, and the gritty visual flair that set a new standard for what a slashing spree should look like. Before we roll up our sleeves and wade into the thicket, I want to mention some changes to the podcast. I'm adding some new shows to the podcast network. These shows will include The Horror Report, hosted by Dr. Gulyula. It will be a show that brings the latest horror news directly to your podcast feed. Shows will drop every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Also, The Witching Hour will be a show that comes every other Friday. Hosted by Mona Hex, she will tantalize you with creepy tales that are sure to leave your skin ice cold. So with the inclusion of these new shows, the main show may be shorter, but in the end there will be more content delivered each month. Stay put, because after this short break and a listen to the chilling Hatchet trailer, we'll be right back, ready to talk about the film that made us all double-check what's lurking in our backyards. Stick around, it will be a scream. Died. And poor Victor Crowley died. 
They say people disappear in those woods. And legend has it, if you get close enough to the old Crowley house at night, you can still hear Victor Crowley roaming in the woods, crying for his dad. Alright horror hounds, strap in as we take a machete to the cinematic swamp that is Hatchet. This gory joyride of a film opens on the murky waters of a Louisiana swamp, a foreboding refuge perfect for a slasher flick. Our first encounter in these shadow-drenched bayous comes with Samson and his son Ainsley on what seems like an innocuous gator hunt. But as the tale of every good horror tapestry goes, tranquility is brutally cut short. In this case, by the most unsavory of ends a death shrouded in mystery that sets the stage for the carnage to come. Meanwhile, the celebration of life and exuberance bustles in the streets of New Orleans with Mardi Gras in full swing. Little do Ben and his pals know that their quest for offbeat entertainment on a haunted swamp tour is about to spiral into a nightmare beyond any festive mask or bead necklace. We're introduced to the motley crew that will navigate this terror. The likable everyman Ben, his best friend Marcus, a skeptic if ever there was one, and a duo keen on tapping into the adrenaline-fueled thrills of the unknown. The tour guide Sean is green as they come, quite literally. His inexperience is our first nudge into the impending doom. Cue the obligatory urban legend backstory relayed by Mary Beth, a tale woven with local folklore and slathered in the macabre. Therein lies Victor Crowley's anguished genesis, an accident-turned-legend, parents' worst nightmare, and a ghost story that has clawed its way into the annals of New Orleans' paranormal infamy. As for disquieting locale changes, we've got them in spades. The group's unintended detour to Victor Crowley's domain, a place marred with the echoes of his sorrowful past, induces the first true shivers of foreboding. Their topsy-turvy boat ride from hell, and the subsequent confrontation with local hermit Jack Cracker, rings the bell of impending doom. That's when you, dear listener, might start yelling at your speakers, urging our unwitting tourists to make a run for it. But of course they don't. They never do. From then on, it's a cascade of quintessential horror set pieces, the inevitability of a creature feature unfolds with Victor's sudden, gruesome assertion of presence. No horror aficionado can forget the vividness of the moment Victor shows that this is no mere campfire tale, but a living, or should I say, unliving nightmare. The carnage unfurls with wicked weaponry and gore that'll make even the most steel-nerved among you squirm. Every one of Crowley's vengeful strikes a visceral exclamation mark. The belt sander and the decapitation prime among the carnage choreography. Let's stick together might as well be the most ignored advice in the annals of horror. And true to form, our character's inevitable separation ramps up the merciless hunt. Blood splatters and terror escalates, the screams of the swamp mingling with the soundtrack's pulse-quickening crescendos. Adam Green does not shy away from the cruel and unusual choreographing death dances that are as imaginative as they are unnerving. Each character's demise is a meticulously plotted puncture in our sense of security. Our horror appetites are further indulged as we witness the tragically poetic attempt at revenge by the survivors. 
They hatch a plan fit for a mythical monster slaying, set the beast aflame. But the heavens conspire, a rain-induced reprieve for our ghostly stalker, in a scene soaked with grim irony that leaves you clutching at your armrest. And then, we reach the climax that hatchet fans have etched into their nightmares, our final girl ensnared in a monstrous revelation that harkens back to the oldest and most visceral of human fears, the terror of being chased. The pole, the impalement, the false salvation, and the ultimate betrayal by the hand, or should I say, arm of fate. This last brush with hope, where Marybeth almost, almost escapes, is one of those beautifully agonizing moments that elevate Hatchet into the upper echelons of slasher lore. The screen goes black, the credits roll, and we're left sitting in the dark, hearts pounding, minds whirring. That, my friends, is the measure of a true horror gem. Now grab a flashlight, maybe check under your bed, and reflect on what we've dissected here today as we, admittedly somewhat reluctantly, leave the blood-soaked marshes of Hatchet behind for now. Keep those gears grinding and your nerves steady until our next horrifying descent into the shadows of this horror masterpiece. Take off your clothes. I don't like women giving me orders. I spit on your grave. What you are about to see did happen. on your grave. This woman will soon cut, chop, break, and burn five men beyond recognition. And there isn't a jury in this country that will convict her. I'll give you something to remember for the rest of your life. I spit on your grave. Relax. I'll make you feel like you've never felt before. God bless your hands. Wait till you feel this. Oh, yeah, that's fantastic. No. No, not that. <laughs> I spit on your grave. <laughs> scared to death, I? What do you want? It's you I want.
When it comes to horror, a film's success often hinges on its cast, and Hatchet boasts a lineup that's like a who's who of horror and comedy mashup. It's time to delve into our grisly gang of actors and their journey to the haunted swamp of New Orleans. Starting off with our lead, Joel David Moore, who many of you will instantly recognize as the lanky sidekick from films like Dodgeball and James Cameron's epic Avatar. But before he was navigating through the deadly jungle of Pandora, Moore was Ben, our unlikely hero in Hatchet. His knack for playing the vulnerable everyman served him well as he balanced fear, humor, and a surprising depth of character in this slasher fest. Next, we turn our spotlights to the legend, Kane Hodder. Known for playing probably the most iconic horror villain ever, Jason Voorhees, in four Friday the 13th films, Hodder brought his imposing physique and intense presence to the role of Victor Crowley. Hodder's got a career that's drenched in blood and screams, but it's his roles in films like Hatchet, where he's not just the hulking menace, he's a character with a tragic backstory that adds layers to the carnage. Our screen queen Tamara Feldman arrived in the swamp as the vengeful Mary Beth Dunstan. Before Hatchet, Feldman graced episodes of Smallville and Supernatural, honing her skills in genre work. Her agility in action and emotional versatility shine through the mire as she goes from grieving to ass-kicking without missing a beat. And who could miss Dion Richmond, known famously as Bud from The Cosby Show? In Hatchet, Richmond plays Marcus, providing much of the comic relief with a performance that's as funny as it is endearing. He's a face we've grown up with, and his jump from sitcoms to slasher films was a smooth transition that showcased his range. The comedic relief gets an extra boost from Mercedes McNabb, who many will remember as Harmony Kendall from Buffy the Vampire Slayer and its spin-off Angel. McNabb's experience playing the blonde stereotype adds an extra layer of humor and satire to her role as Misty, the ditzy aspiring actress who suddenly finds herself in a real-life horror show. We must give a shout-out to Jolie Fioravanti, a.k.a. Jenna, whom dedicated horror fans might recognize from her roles in lower-budget shockers like The Ring Thing. In Hatchet, she brings a feisty edge to the role that's crucial for a film that relies on our empathy for the soon-to-be victims. On the other hand, Perry Shen brings a sense of innocence to the chaos as the tour guide Sean. Shen might be known to some for his recurring role on General Hospital, but it's his portrayal of the bumbling, out-of-his-depth Sean that proves his comedic timing is as sharp as Victor Crowley's hatchet. We get a masterclass in sleazy charm from Joel Murray stepping into the shoes of Doug Shapiro. If you squint, maybe you can see shades of Freddie Rumson from Mad Men, another character marked by Murray's delightful ability to play morally ambiguous men you love to hate. One can't forget the horror royalty with appearances by Robert England, the ever-iconic Freddy Krueger of A Nightmare on Elm Street, and Tony Todd, the spine-tingling Candyman himself. England's short-lived role as Samson gives us an unexpected yet delightful cameo, while Todd's Reverend Zombie offers a performance that's both eerie and majestic, reminding us he's a voice you don't forget inside or outside a horror film. Each actor with their uniquely carved path through Hollywood ventured into the blood-splattered paths of Hatchet and emerged as an integral part of why this film has slashed its way into our hearts. They brought more than just screams to the screen. They brought memories of characters past and infused their roles with imprints of their known personas, creating a slasher film that wasn't just about the kills, but about the quirky collection of characters we strangely found ourselves rooting for. In the murky depths of the swamp, Hatchet found its horror harmony, and the cast, well, they were the melody. Directing a horror movie is no easy feat. It requires a special kind of vision, a deft manipulation of elements to not only scare the audience, but to make the fear linger, crawling under their skin and haunting their nightmares. 
Today we'll take an in-depth look at how Adam Green, the mastermind behind Hatchet, orchestrates this ballet of terror that takes us deep into the heart of the haunted swamp. Let's start at the very beginning. The film opens with a bang. We're introduced to the murky depths of the New Orleans swamp not with a gentle nudge, but with a jolt of adrenaline and horror, as a father and son meet their gruesome end. Right from the get-go, Green sets the tone for what's to come, a relentless ride of blood and terror. This early shock isn't just for the audience, it's a statement about his audacious directorial style. As we move through the narrative, Green plays with the classic slasher tropes. A group of unsuspecting tourists, a guide with dubious experience, and the legend of Victor Crowley, a vengeful spirit lurking in the swamp. Green doesn't just retell the old myths, he reinvigorates them. He breathes life into the legend of Crowley, making him more than just a shadow in the night. Crowley is a presence, a force of untold anguish and rage, and it's Green's direction that makes every shadow seem like it could be hiding the monstrous ghost. The beauty of Hatchet lies in its pacing. Adam Green's direction propels the film forward with an impeccable sense of timing. He knows when to draw out a moment to excruciating lengths, letting the anticipation tingle in the air. He knows when to hit fast forward, as the tourist's leisurely swamp tour transforms into a frenzied fight for survival. It's this mastery of pacing that keeps the audience on the edge of their seats, hearts in their throats. Let's talk about the set pieces, those unforgettable moments that define the film's horror. Adam Green's direction maximizes every second that we're in that swamp. From the eerie stillness of the derelict Crowley house to the frenetic madness of the gore-fueled killings, each scene is crafted to magnify fear. He utilizes the environment as a character, making the swamp itself an omnipresent threat. It's not just Crowley the tourists need to fear, it's the entire godforsaken place. Green's handling of actors is another feather in his directorial cap. Horror films often hinge on the performances, on the authenticity of fear portrayed by the cast. Green pulls nuanced performances from his ensemble, turning potential caricatures into fleshed-out characters whose fates were invested in. He allows them room to express terror that feels organic, that translates beyond the screen and into our spines. Moreover, Adam Green respects the genre. He's not afraid to nod to the slasher godfathers that came before him while injecting a dose of self-awareness into the film. There's an underlying black humor woven throughout Hatchet, a sense that while the terror is real, there's also space for the audience to breathe, to acknowledge the absurdity and then be thrust right back into the darkness. Green's visceral setups and payoffs are textbook examples of how to direct horror with an eye for emotional reaction rather than just visual spectacle. When violence hits the screen, it's brutal and unflinching. Yet there's an artistry there, a choreography of chaos that makes you squirm, not just for the explicitness, but for the emotional wallop it packs. It's these elements, the tone, pacing, atmosphere, performances, respect for the genre, and the understanding of both its visual and emotional heart that showcase Adam Green's prowess as a horror maestro. Through Hatchet, he leads the audience by the hand down a blood-soaked path and pushes them into the murky waters to fend for themselves. Under Green's direction, the haunted swamp of Hatchet becomes an otherworldly place of nightmares, a setting where not even daylight promises safety and where every twist in the tale is a potential path to doom. In dissecting Adam Green's direction in Hatchet, we see not just a film shot in the Louisiana Bayou, but a meticulously crafted experience that reaffirms the power of indie horror cinema. Green doesn't just scare us, he reminds us of what it feels like to be alive by making us confront the very concept of mortality. With Green at the helm, Hatchet cuts deep, not just through flesh, but through the very expectations of what a slasher film can be. 
All right, horror hounds, let's sink our teeth into the script and writing of Hatchet, the brainchild of writer and director Adam Green. Picture this, a murky, decrepit swamp, the backdrop for our grisly tale, home to the legend of Victor Crowley. It's here, in this eerie setting, that Green's storytelling prowess shines, allowing a standard slasher setup to unfold into a narrative ripe with tension, humor, and more than a few spines-chilling moments. Victor's backstory is the very essence of campfire horror stories, an urban legend brought to life in the most macabre of ways. Born from Green's childhood fears, we learn of a deformed boy accidentally killed by his father in a desperate attempt to save him from a flaming inferno, transformed into a vengeful spirit preying on those who dare enter his domain. It's a tale that's equal parts heartbreaking and horrifying, and Green marries these seamlessly. The script of Hatchet does an outstanding job of setting expectations with its urban legend essence, only to shatter them with the copious amount of carnage that ensues. The dialogue, oh, the dialogue, it's witty, self-aware, and peppered with a deliciously dark sense of humor. It's this tonal balance that keeps the audience on edge, veering from laughter to screams without warning. Take, for instance, the interactions between Ben, the unexpectedly heroic lead, and his best friend Marcus. There's an authenticity to their banter that feels like it's straight out of a buddy movie, and these lighter moments create a stark contrast to the screams and the terror that follow. It's this contrast that Green plays with so effectively. He undercuts tension with humor and then rebuilds it, masterful and manipulative in the best way possible. He doesn't just rely on the dialogue to convey terror. No, Green's script sets scenes to do their own dirty work. Moments of tranquility are scarce as each scene propels our ill-fated characters closer to their doom with a powerful inertia. Visual and visceral, the pacing is relentless and unapologetically brutal. The structure of the film deserves its own spotlight. Building like a classic ghost story, it eases us into the realm of legend and lore before abruptly dropping us into a pit of pandemonium and panic. It's structured in such a way that we're given just enough time to care about the characters before they come face to face with the business end of a hatchet. Green's ability to walk this narrative tightrope is remarkable, and it's what gives Hatchet its staying power as a New Age cult classic. Green's creation of a horror script hinges on a tightrope walk between established genre tropes and a fresh contemporary spin. The characters are familiar archetypes. The final girl, the doubting friend, the offbeat guide, yet they're imbued with unique character traits and are skilled at subverting our expectations. The uniqueness reveals itself through the script's surprising moments of poignancy, particularly in the development of Mary Beth as she seeks closure and vengeance. There's a depth here that you don't often see in slashers, and it comes without sacrificing any of the fear factor. It's a testament to Green's abilities that he can make us root for characters in a film where axes swing and body parts fly with alarming regularity. In writing Hatchet, Green shows us he's a modern horror maestro, injecting equal parts creativity, homage to the classics, and a contemporary zest for subversion. The script's power lies in its full embrace of the genre's most beloved conventions while still inflicting a distinctive brand of terror on its audience. It's a narrative cocktail that is potent and frankly intoxicating for aficionados of horror. Crafting such multifaceted characters and a timeless monster complete with a mythology that feels as though it has been whispered through the ages, Hatchet raises the bar. The dialogue crackles, the scares are plentiful, and at its heart, this is a story about stories, the kind that hold us captive, that tantalize and terrify, the kind that become legends. And legends, my friends, never die. Stay sharp, slasher fans, because what we've just dissected is a glimpse into the mind of a storyteller who knows their craft. 
a writer who can conjure nightmares from nostalgia and sculpt shadows into specters. Thanks to Green, the haunted swamps of New Orleans have never looked more unwelcoming or inviting for the right kind of horror enthusiast. Now let's slice into the visual artistry of Hatchet, a film that doesn't hold back when it comes to blood-curdling imagery and murky atmosphere. The cinematography by Will Barrett is crucial in creating the unsettling tone that fans of the genre so deeply adore. Starting with the swamp itself, it's a character in its own right. The eerie stillness of the water, the tangle of vine-choked trees, and the oppressive humidity captured by the camera, all of it works to set the stage for terror. Every shadow cast by the moonlight, every rustle in the underbrush becomes a silent player, heightening our sense of suspense. Barrett employs natural lighting to great effect, making the environment feel authentic and, dare I say, crawling with unseen threats. Notice how the camera often sits at eye level with our characters, immersing us directly into their experience. It forces us to confront Victor Crowley head-on, creating a visceral connection between viewer and victim. The use of handheld shots, particularly during chase sequences, adds to the chaos and confusion. It's as if we're running alongside the characters, panting, dodging, and weaving through the darkened swamp. But it's not all run and gun. There are these subtly framed shots that linger, building tension. One moment that comes to mind is the quiet before the storm, where our group is unsuspectingly enjoying what should have been a simple tour. The camera captures their moments of levity, an unsettling juxtaposition against the backdrop of the brooding swamp, almost like the quiet breath before a scream. Let's dive deeper into those special effects. Barad and the special effects team don't rely on quick cuts or shaky calm to sell the gore. Instead, they're bold and unabashed, allowing the camera to fixate on the brutal reality of Victor Crowley's rampages. The focus on practical effects necessitates a particular finesse in cinematography. Every slash, Every spatter of blood is given its due reverence on screen. They're filmed in a way that makes them impossible to ignore, demanding that we bear witness to Crowley's gruesome handiwork. And we can't discuss Hatchet's visual storytelling without acknowledging how the camera caters to the genre's beloved tropes. There are the voyeuristic shots that subtly remind us that the forest sees all, with Victor Crowley's eyes as its own. Barat plays with perspective, giving us glimpses of horror before the characters themselves are aware, creating dramatic irony that's distressingly effective. When it comes to the action, the framing is tight, almost claustrophobic, enhancing the urgency and the sense of entrapment. Coupled with the quick cuts during these moments, it conjures an almost palpable sense of dread. Despite the rapid pace, Barrett ensures that nothing feels disorienting to the viewers, which is an art in itself. There's merit, too, in acknowledging the way daylight is used. The occasional glimpses of the sun cutting through the canopy serve as an ironic reminder of the normal world that exists just beyond the swamp's boundaries, a world our doomed characters are increasingly disconnected from. In conclusion, Hatchet might be known for its carnage, but zoom in a little closer, and it's the cinematography that truly delivers the knockout punch. It's an inextricable part of why the film resonates with fans and terrifies first-timers. The camera doesn't just observe, it's an accomplice to the horror that unfolds, an unblinking eye amidst the carnage. And it's that relentless gaze that allows Hatchet to carve its niche deep into the flesh of horror filmmaking. Editing is not just about cutting from scene to scene, it's about crafting a narrative that keeps viewers on the edge of their seats, especially in the horror genre. In Hatchet, the editing is an unsung hero that deserves its time in the spotlight. So let's slash our way through the art of editing that makes Hatchet such a visceral experience. 
The opening sequence of Hatchet sets up a chilling premise as we see Samson and Ainsley in the swamp. The editing introduces us to a quiet, suspenseful world where danger lurks. Using crosscuts between the serenity of nature and the gruesome fate awaiting the father and son duo. The sudden shifts in scenes aren't jarring, instead they build a rhythm, a pulse that begins to quicken as the film progresses. As we're introduced to our rather eclectic group of hopeful tourists, the editing pace begins to mirror their excitement and, subsequently, their anxiety. But the push and pull don't stop there. The editors play a cat-and-mouse game with the audience's emotions, teasing jump scares and false alarms juxtaposed with moments of true terror, such as Victor Crowley's unexpected eruptions of violence. Slasher film editing often features fast cuts to enhance the action, and Hatchet is skilled in its use of such techniques. When the monstrous Victor Crowley makes his first appearance, it's the editing that amplifies the horror. A frenetic montage of reactions from the victims interlaced with the horrifying visage of Crowley himself heightens the terror to a breaking point. It's a ballet of bloodshed, with each cut sharpening the next scream. Now let's talk about the suspense. Hatchet knows that anticipation is everything in horror, and the timing of edits is everything in anticipation. The film uses pacing in a way that the longer a shot is held, the more tension builds. And just when you think relief is coming with a cut, it holds just a moment longer, drawing out the fear factor to near unbearable levels. These prolonged shots give the swamp a character of its own, stagnant, watchful, and always waiting. The editors also understand the importance of timing in comedy. Horror and humor go hand in hand in Hatchet, and there's a rhythm to the editing that gives each joke a moment to breathe, which only heightens the contrasting terror that follows. Rapid cuts during the action and elongated, still moments after a punchline accentuate Green's use of comedy amidst chaos. It's this careful balance of tension relief through humor that makes Hatchet stand out among its peers. Crafting the mood, editing also plays a crucial role in the backstory of Victor Crowley. As Mary Beth recounts the tragic tale, the cuts between her narration and the visual flashbacks are seamless, adding layers of depth to the character. The juxtaposition of past and present builds a sense of inevitability, an echo of history's violent repetition that is hauntingly edited in a poetic fashion. And of course, there's the gore. Hatchet doesn't shy away from it, and why should it? The art of editing here is knowing when to show and when to imply. Blood spurts, limbs are severed, and heads roll quite literally. But it's the choice of what to show on screen and what to leave off that gives the gore its punch. The editors toe the line expertly, using cutaways to amplify the audience's revulsion and imagination. As Hatchet races towards its combustive climax, the editing transitions to a full sprint. Our hero's frantic attempts to survive are met with rapid-fire edits showcasing the chaos, capped off by a false sense of security in the slow, somber moments that lead to the film's abrupt and harrowing finish. Hatchet intertwines a promenade of editing techniques to keep hearts racing and spines tingling. It's a testament to the power of editing and horror filmmaking and how it transforms a sequence of shots into a cohesive, terrifying narrative. The editors sculpt with both blade and brush, cutting deeply when needed, all while painting the broader stroke of Adam Green's slasher vision. And this, folks, is how Hatchet carves its name into the tree of horror classics, with the adroit and calculated snips and snaps of masterful editing. When we think about what gives a horror film its spine-chilling edge, what often comes to mind is the visual. Dark corridors, sudden movements, and of course, the visceral makeup effects. But sound, particularly the musical score, plays an equally critical role in crafting the atmosphere of dread. Let's turn our ears to the score of Hatchet, 
a movie that gleefully embraces its 80s slasher roots not only in its execution but also in its sound. The composer's toolkit for Hatchet is loaded with the essentials, throbbing basses, screeching strings, and ominous percussions. These elements weave together a tapestry of fear that blankets the audience. Each note is played to underpin the emotion of a scene, whether that's a heart-racing chase through the swampy underbrush or the quiet moments that make your skin crawl in anticipation of Victor Crowley's looming presence. Now consider the scenes without the music. Take that electric moment when our hapless tourists realize they are stranded in Victor Crowley's killing grounds. Without the thudding beat growing ever more rapid, would your pulse quicken in the same way? It's the score that subtly signals to your brain. Danger approaches. And it's not just about accentuating the scares. The music in Hatchet operates on a subtler level as well. It's a callback to an era when slashers ruled the horror world. Those high-pitched stingers that signal the killer's arrival are an homage to the iconic scores of Friday the 13th and Halloween. You hear echoes of the past in the soundtrack, a deliberate nod crafted by the composer to bring out the nostalgic vibe that creator Adam Green intended. The score of Hatchet does more than just complement the action on screen. It tells its own story. It's a constant, lurking presence that infuses each frame with anticipatory dread. The crescendos mirror the character's escalating panic, and the sudden silences leave a lingering unease, making you wonder whether something or someone is waiting in the shadows. Let's zoom in on one of the most memorable sequences, scored with near perfection, the final confrontation. As the survivors concoct a last-ditch plan to defeat Crowley, the music builds with a relentless tension. It's an orchestra of chaos that mirrors the on-screen pandemonium. Then, as they execute their plan, a momentary false relief is signaled by the music only to plunge back into dissonance when Crowley inevitably resurfaces. The composer understands that in a slasher film, music is the unseen character. It sets up the punchline for every visual gag, be it a comedic beat or a spray of gore. From the subtle rustling of leaves in the quieter moments to the full-blown terror that assaults the senses, the score of Hatchet helps navigate the emotional journey of the viewer. It's an auditory roller coaster that dips, flares, and ultimately satisfies the horror aficionado's craving for suspense, surprise, and horror. When we appreciate Hatchet for its commitment to reviving the golden age of slashers, we must also lavish praise on the musical composition that so adeptly underscores this endeavor. It's a throwback with a modern touch, a score that demands to be heard, not just as an accompaniment to the action, but as a vital component of Hatchet's storytelling prowess. In much the same way Victor Crowley haunts Honey Island Swamp, the film's score lingers with us, echoing in the hollows of our mind long after the credits roll. It is here we see the true genius of the composer, utilizing every string pluck, every percussive hit, to root Hatchet firmly in our imaginations as an immersive horror experience. Somewhere between science and superstition, there is another world, the world of darkness. Nobody expected it. Nobody believed it, and nothing could stop it. There are no experts. 
probably know as much about possession as most priests. Look, your daughter doesn't say she's a demon. She says she's the devil himself. I'm telling you that that thing upstairs isn't my daughter. Now, I want you to tell me that you know for a fact that there's nothing wrong with my daughter except in her mind. You tell me you know for a fact that an exorcism wouldn't do any good. You tell me that! The one hope. The only hope. The exorcist. Now let's take a moment to reflect on the echoes from the critics' corners. Hatchet, no doubt, cut a clear divide among the horror buffs and the cinema reviewers. With its viscera-splattered scenes and cheeky nods to the slasher genre, it's surrounded by a sticky web of mixed reviews. For instance, there was Peter Bradshaw from The Guardian, who was on the fence about Hatchet. He summed it up as a reasonably serviceable horror, and left it at that with a stern 2 out of 5 stars. His take felt a bit like a shrug-off, given to a student who did the homework but didn't quite capture the essence of the assignment. Then we sailed across the critical swamp to the Austin Chronicle, where Mark Savlov had his pen dripping with more generosity. He appreciated the film's quippy dialogue, its soaring orchestral score that dramatically underscored the terror, and definitely the gore effects, which he might say were done to gut-spilling perfection. He gave it a solid three and a half stars out of five, which is getting into the damn fine territory in horror speak. Where things take a bloody interesting turn is over at Bloody Disgusting, the hub for all things horror. They gave Hatchet a chopping thumbs up, calling it a bloody great ride. They embraced the film's unapologetic emulation of 80s slasher style. It's like the movie unearthed a time capsule from the golden age of slashers, cracked it open, and splashed its contents all over the modern screen in a delightful disarray of guts and glory. But what do the compilations of opinions say? Where does the aggregate leave us? Rotten Tomatoes has the film pegged at a 55% approval rating from critics, with an average score teetering at 5 out of 10. The consensus there leans into the film's self-aware indulgence in over-the-top gore, campy acting, and what they describe as dim cinematography which for some plays into the hands of Hatchet's old-school aspirations. Then again, they note, irony alone can't prop up a horror film like a severed head on a spike. Metacritic offers Hatchet a balanced weighted average score of 57 out of 100 based on the dissection of eight reviews, a number that doesn't scream excellence but certainly doesn't whisper failure either. It's an enigmatic middle ground, a swamp, if you will, where the film's fate seems to be muddied by polarized perceptions. And that's the sharpened gist of Hatchet's critical reception. It seems to slice right down a line between appreciation for its guttural embrace of gore and roots in the genre, against the criticism of falling into pitfalls of pastiche without adding substantive innovation. Love it or loathe it, Hatchet stands in the annals of horror as a film that evokes passion, dissects opinions, and certainly doesn't shy away from spilling a little blood to make its point. So horror enthusiasts, where do you stand? With the diehards who raise their bloody hatchets in salutation or with the skeptics who would rather bury the hatchet and move on? Weave your thoughts into this tapestry of critique and see where your sentiments land in the grand horror genre canon.
Well, that's a wrap on our relentless journey into the haunted swamps of Hatchet, a movie that's carved its way into the hearts of slasher film enthusiasts. From the ghastly and creative kills to the aquatic terror that lingers beneath the surface of the bayou, Hatchet manages to evoke that classic 80s horror vibe with a modern twist, delivering both thrills and chills with a generous dose of gore. We dredged up the murky waters of each scene, unearthing the gory details that Adam Green expertly wove into this tapestry of terror. The ensemble cast, boasting the likes of Joel David Moore and horror icon Kane Hodder, brought a depth to their characters that's as rare as it is gratifying in a slasher flick. Their performances, along with the sharp direction, tight scripting, and macabre humor, coalesce into what can only be described as an unforgettable escape into the genre's roots. The stylistic choices in cinematography and editing, together with the haunting soundtrack, coax the essence of every scream and splatter into what feels like an homage to the slashers of yore, and earned Hatchet its rightful cult following. Amidst diverging critical responses, this film stands tall, axe poised and ready to swing into the annals of horror history. Rating Hatchet an 8 out of 10 might seem generous to some, but for aficionados of the genre, this film nails the criteria. Authentic scares, an unforgettable antagonist, and an unabashed celebration of the slasher genre's foundational elements. So keep your flashlights handy and your feet out of the water because next week we delve deeper into the blood-soaked saga with Hatchet 2. And trust me, you won't want to miss a single slice of the action. Thank you for joining us on the Movie Pit Podcast. Remember, whether you're checking under your bed or avoiding the shadows, never forget to stay spooky. And as always, till next time, kitties. Thank you for listening to this, the Movie Pit Movie Review. We hope you have enjoyed your time. Come back to the Movie Pit Podcast each week for a new movie review podcast. The opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual hosts and may not reflect the views of RMJ Media Incorporated. See you next week.